once knew these two guys. Each, in their own way, had had it all. And blew it. Left with broken brains and battered bravery, having to find parts of themselves they had seen in film and cinema. But who were they anymore? If they were going to do this, it needed to be the most thorough search for identity ever undertaken. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast with your hosts, Ben Groves and Rob McFarland. This episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. Welcome to the show. We are two friends with terrible mental health, and we like to... Best friends. Best friends, of course. Thank you. We like to analyse movies instead of ourselves and each other as a little rest. It's our one hour of the week where we're not overthinking completely insularly, and as a sort of movie analysis, self-analysis, all fun, I do feel I need to ask Ben... Mm. Before we get to what we're doing, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Had a, yeah? had a busy, busy old week. Started my new job. Nice. It's all up and nice. running. Lovely stuff. And you can't talk about your new job, can you? No. No. No, 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 no. No mention on socials. No mention on anything. Can't tell your loved ones. <sighs> I mean, obviously I know. But do you, though? They obviously say you're just in import-export, right? Well, do you, import-export, you know? So I, I mean, can read between the lines, mate. But do you, though? Is it's that all what that Sudoku? It is? It's all that Sudoku got you that job. Mm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Actually, what? <laughs> <laughs> we might have to edit that out. Yeah. Anyway, definitely, <laughs> definitely edit that out. Um, right, fine. Fine. <laughs> I've been quitting nicotine, right? And I'm starting to, I'm starting to, to realise that I am just, I throw my addiction around mm-hmm. to whatever it sticks to. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Drinking, drugs, smoking, nicotine. It doesn't matter what it is or or how big or small or whether it's socially acceptable or not. Yes. It's like, I don't know. It's like the power is still there. It's just a different fucking target. Yeah, I mean, I, good luck getting nicotine to quit you is all I can say as a man who's been hopelessly... Mm. I mean, nicotine's probably my main. It's the addiction I don't even question. See, that's where I was at, and I, like I've, I've, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stop vaping at the minute, and it's just, it is literally like I would rather do my own dentistry with a small car. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I would rather yeah. try and remove a molar with a Ford Fiesta than, yeah, fucking do it. I think, I think being nicotine free for me is, is, is sort of realistic as the idea. But oh, Rob, just start flying. Yeah. Oh yeah, mate. Cool. I'll just start flying. Will I? Sure, yeah. dickhead. Yeah, cheers, yeah, mate. Yeah, that's possible. Just anyway. Away a bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is, man. How are you, buddy? Well, speaking of addictions, uh, I've got, I've fallen in back on to bad habits of throwing stuff up my nose, except this time it's Sudafed, the, uh, the decongestion. Right. I got so unbelievably disappointed and angry <laughs> at the same moment there. And it was like. No. I was like, is, this is the wave you're telling me that you're back on the fucking blow. I was going to be fuming. No, it's it's the thing is, is that since my, you know, very heavy days, mm-hmm. uh, my nose has only ever worked at about 80% and I've discovered Sudafed gets it back to 100%. It's like I'm fucking 19 again. I'm living the dream for 10 hours. And then the second that it wears off, yeah. I just turn into this man who talks like this and doesn't have a functioning nose. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Same. That's so I'm just on the Sudafed train now. Cool. I'm just going right. to be giving them 
10, 12 pounds a week for the rest of my life. Whatever you need to do to get you through the day, man. Who the fuck are yeah. we to judge? You know what I mean? Well, speaking of what you need to do to get through the day, mm. what are we doing this week, Ben? It's Oscar season, so we're we're doing Oscar-nominated movies. Yep. You've brought to the table Saltburn. Saltburn, which is nominated for none. <laughs> Salt, yeah, exactly. You've talked me into doing Oscar season and then brought a yeah. non-nominated movie and gone, yeah, it's Oscar seasons, mate. There was a talk a couple of years back about like the People's Choice Award sure. for um, primarily for Marvel movies. They were like, look, movies that are huge and have had massive box office or sort of cultural impact should be covered. This is my little entry into, I was certain that this was going to be Oscar nominated. I'd already mentally in my head gone, right, we'll do Saltburn, we'll do a list of films that we were going to cover. Yeah. And then the nominations came out and I was like, well, fuck it, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it deserves it, man. It's a fucking great For movie. For me personally, mm-hmm. I've never had as wide an array of teenagers and young 20-year-olds mm-hmm. who I have never once spoken to about films right. come up to me and go, you've got a podcast, right? Have you seen Saltburn? And just wanting to talk about Saltburn. I mean... It's weird. Like, I work in a restaurant and almost every member of front of house, right. some of whom I don't think have ever seen a film, right. want to talk about Saltburn. Okay. Well, that clears it up because I was like, it is pretty weird because you've just said <laughs> how many <laughs> teens and young 20-year-olds come up to you. And I'm like, Rob, as a 35-year-old man, yeah, yeah. I think I know of a couple of those people, but I'm not certain that they actually exist anymore. Yeah, no, mate. It's, I mean? made, it's made going to the supermarket a fucking nightmare. Oh, I'm just trying to choose bread and the teenagers keep coming. You've got a podcast, right? We've seen Saltburn. Call me bathwater. <laughs> Let's have a chat about it, mate. I just want to buy my fucking porridge. Can we not? <laughs> How much Belle Delphine did you buy anyway? Mm. Uh, so Saltburn was directed <laughs> by Midge her, from Barbie, otherwise known as Emerald Fennell. Is it actually Midge from Barbie? Yeah, yeah. She's an actress as well. She played Midge in Barbie. Sick. She's on Call the Midwife. She's in a whole bunch of stuff. Sick. Uh, including directing Promising Young Woman. Great fucking movie. Great movie, right? Great fucking movie. Barry Keoghan, who uh, TikTok taught me how to pronounce. Thank you, TikTok. Half of them were wrong, but it was fine. (laughs) It's regional dialects, dude. Some people say it differently. I just said it wrong in every dialect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Fine. Fine. I was about to go on a little rant, but it's fine. It's fine. This, uh, This came out in 2023. It was made for... Sources are sketchy on this, but we tried our best. Between ten and thirty-one million. Now it made definitely made twenty-one million. So it's either an absolute disaster financially, mm-hmm. or a massive double the money. Who can tell? It's either a, it's <laughs> either a flop or yeah. did all right with a ten mil window. Either way, so yeah. I guess <laughs> you decide. You decide. Cheeky 10 mil, mate. Who cared? 10 mil, whatever. Yeah, fucking... You can make like eight Craig Zala movies for that. You won't pay for them that way, though. <laughs> yeah. Craig Zala would have to make 50 movies to make 10 mil. But... <laughs> no, his three films collectively haven't made that money. No. No, 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 no. Okay, they good. absolutely haven't. I don't think they've made two mil. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wanted to bring it because I think it's a genuinely good example of interesting, fun indie filmmaking. It's not the first to tell this story. People have rightly pointed out it's very much rooted in things like Talented Mr. Ripley and Brideshead Revisited and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I don't think it's the first to tell the story, nor is it the best movie of all time, but it is a good time for two hours. It's a fucking great time. Are you being serious? Right. Exactly. 
do. I don't think every movie has has to sort of take on the mantle of being. Well, it's it's not the Godfather Part Two, is it? Of course, it's fucking not. Do you want to, do you want to know how I know this is a good film? Because uh, you watched it. Uh, I did watch it, but before mm. I'd watched it. Thank God for that. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that this was a good film because a very dear friend of mine, uh, Polly Sykes, mm. sent me a. a, a very very excited message the day after she'd seen this film right and we t- we talk about movies a bit okay there's not a lot of crossover in our sort of like interests in our interests when it comes to cinema yeah sure which is fine it's good she has her opinions on her movies and i like to learn about them you know what i mean and then i can waffle yeah, yeah. on about 80s shit movies forever okay you know what i mean yeah yeah so she sent me a very excited message being like, you have to fucking watch this film. I'm telling you, it's incredible. I'm lost in a, mm-hmm. I'm lost in a weird little research hole. I need someone to talk to about it. <laughs> I was like, okay. 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 Yeah. Right, I'm on it. So I watched it that night and then that was it. It was just theories back and forth. It was just, it, it was intense. It was theories back yeah, and forth. Yeah, 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 she was yeah. sending me TikTok videos on it. Dude, it was fucking awesome. So A, yeah. great movie. B, thank you, Polly, for an insanely good recommendation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And C, I forgot what C was. Oh, yeah, C. See this movie. There you go. <laughs> it fits. <laughs> it fits. It fits. Uh, for the benefit of you that haven't seen this movie yet, we are going to do the usual thing of say, go watch the fucking film. Go watch it. We'll we'll be right here. You yeah. can pause us. You can watch the movie. Come back. It's on Amazon Prime yeah, yeah. for free. Mm. But in order for everyone to know what we're talking about later on, and for those that aren't intending to see the movie but still want to enjoy the show, Ben this week has written uh, a breakdown, and I've not read this, and I'm worried because of the content of this film. Oh, dude. And yeah, Ben's you should be. writing can sometimes be a bit teenage, but I've, I asked him not to. So you say teenage, it's just how I fucking talk. Like, I can't... The, the voice in my head and the voice in my mouth mm. are the same Remember that voice. episode where I was like, 100% no Hulk dick jokes, and it was all just Hulk cum jokes? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> it was a Hulk dick observation. Yeah. Loophole. Okay. You're welcome, world. Right, okay. And also, I've spoiled the shit out of the film in the breakdown, so... Right. Go and fucking watch it. This is the last one. Did I spoil it, though? Or did I foreshadow it? Ooh. Oh, let's not get there yet. <laughs> Comment Corner. Comment Corner will have its fucking time, all right? I've already spent my week having an existential crisis. Oxford University 2006 <laughs> is where Saltburn, the film we are talking about this week, starts. Yes. Block party and the klaxons all over the place. Yes. Uh, Oliver Quick struggles to fit in because he's an absolute mope about his addict parents and doesn't understand how to be upper class. Yeah. Kind-hearted trauma tourist Felix Catton eats up Ollie's parental issues, foreshadowing, takes Oliver Mm. under his wing and shows him how to be a toff. Spoiler. After Ali's... uh, (laughs) After Ollie's addict father dies... Felix takes Oliver back to his massive fuck-off family home, Saltburn, for the summer. Oliver wins over Felix's family, the eccentric parents, Sir James and Lady Elspeth, the flirty sister, Venetia, and of course, Felix's cousin, slash mm-hmm. Ollie's classmate, famed race car driver, Jan Mardenborough, a.k.a. Farley. <laughs> he doesn't really win Farley over. They kind of fucking hate each other. No. But they kind of love they, each other. They don't get on at all. They kind of do. No, they kind of don't. They're the same person. They tolerate each other. <laughs> yeah. At, Salt, at Saltburn, Oliver's obsession with Felix and his family grows. Um, spying on Felix, wank in the bath, and then immediately 
Mm-hmm. Keep it going. Guzzling up the cummy water by mm-hmm. tongue punching an antique drain hole. <laughs> like me, Rob McFarlane. Oh, that's brave. On a strangered asshole. Wow. Yes, I wrote this breakdown. Oh. Nom, nom, bum. Well, that's quite a revelation to, to be putting out on a podcast. Right, so that's the end of the show, <laughs> just generally. <laughs> Not just this episode, Airbud next week. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. Well, that's a bold statement, uh, mate. I'm proud of you. Do, like, you know okay, I mean? no, buddy, 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 <laughs> buddy. This is a dangerous game that you're starting oh, for a is. man with dyslexia. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. my go next week, innit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm aware. I'm aware. Yep, cool. On we go. Dibs writing the breakdown for poor things. Um, nope. <laughs> Farley sees Oliver, Aussie kiss in Venetia. If you don't know what an Aussie kiss is, it's a French kiss, but on the down south mouth. Yep. Farley sees Ollie, Aussie kiss in Venetia in the moonlight and tells Felix to cause friction for Ollie. Ollie denies this to Felix and all's well until later that night when Oliver hate fucks the Duke of Gran Turismo and frames him for selling the Catan's valuables, getting him evicted from Saltburn. Ollie frames Felix, the cousin and classmate that he doesn't get on with, in case Ben's Gran Turismo jokes are making this hard to follow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. End of summer is here, and so is Oliver's birthday party. As a special birthday treat, Felix drives Oliver to reconcile with his mum. His addicted mum, who actually lives in an incredibly upper middle class townhouse Mm. with a more than living husband. And they have been spun a thousand lies by Ollie. Hello, not dead daddy. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) Understandably, this sours the relationship somewhat Mm -hmm. uh, and makes the birthday party a bit of a wash. I mean, to be fair, yeah. It's been worse. But oh no. Felix accidentally dies in the maze before being able to share Oliver's horrible history of lying. Foreshadowing. And then Venetia... (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Then Venetia accidentally dies in the bathtub. Oh, no. And then Sir James, lovely Richard E. Grant, Mm. pays Oliver to fuck off out of his house. Mm. Uh, To be honest, Oliver could have easily just moved to the other side of the house and no one would have known. That's a very good point. No one would have ever known. He could have just been like, yeah, it's five million and I'll fuck off out your house. And then he just walks down the corridor and then just lives in a cupboard. Like no one's going to fucking... He could have, he could have, um, it's called frogging, right? With a PH where you, you move into someone's home without their knowledge. Frogging. Yeah. It's like if if you, if the listeners don't know about this, get ready for a, a new phobia to be unlocked. Right. It's that there's people living in your loft or basement so that when you're out at work... They're nah. living in your house. Fuck yeah, this, mate. it's a thing that people do. Just fuck off! No, it's not. That's not real. There's like a whole scene. There's, fuck right is, off! No, 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 no. That's like horror movie shit. That's not real. There, there's no. There is a way. horror movie about it. <laughs> Frogging coming this summer. It's called I See You. It's dog shit. Don't bother watching it. But it is about frogging. Okay. Well, new phobia unlocked. Um, <sighs> flash forward to 2022, and Elspeth runs into Oliver at a cafe. And he is now all grown up and fit as fuck. Sir James... Well, he's got a fringe. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how they indicate age in this film. He's got a quaff. (laughs) And now he wears polo shirts. You know what I mean? But he is fit. Sir James is dead, which means that Elspeth is free to fuck the only person that's been present for her entire family's accidental deaths and then sign the entire fucking estate over to him. Well, accidental cat and death number three, 
that Oliver is at the fucking crime scene for and not yeah, one person... Mate, this is why we don't have CSI England because people just look at it and go, paperwork in it. Yeah. Did you see what happened? No. Ah, oh, fuck it. She's dead, isn't she? <laughs> Q, Sophie, Alex, Baxter and Barry... How do I say his name, Rob? Kyogen. Barry Kyogen's cock flopping about like Thumper's ears after Bambi's mum was killed. <laughs> Quivering in the breeze as he dances around his new house. (laughs) (laughs) To recap, middle class lad goes to Oxford, falls in dangerous love with uh, a taller, more attractive, richer boy. Is it love? We'll get into that. uh, And Mm. ends up murdering him and his entire family and taking everything that was theirs. Murder on the dance floor. But you not kill the groove, DJ. Gonna burn this goddamn house right down. The the latency kills it. It man. does. The latency kills it. I was gonna it, try and do the know. cock slapping noises, but oh nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, no. How do you do it? Audio platform, mate. That's what I mean. Um, <laughs> although not on our YouTube, which this won't make. Mm. Uh, <laughs> this is all gone. So Emerald <laughs> Fennell made this. So like I said, she played Midge and Barbie. She's she's got a successful acting career, but she also wrote Promising Young Woman. Fucking great movie. Which was a great movie that landed really well, um, in part due to a controversy with Variety magazine. Okay. Um, where Dennis Harvey wrote that Kerry Mulligan, who plays the central role in Promising Young Woman, mm-hmm. uh, was skillful, entertaining and challenging, but questioned her casting, writing that uh, she wore her pickup bait gear like bad drag even her long blonde hair wow. seems to put on. He speculated that producer Margot Robbie may have once been intended for the role instead. <laughs> uh, which Mulligan came back and said, I felt like it's basically saying I wasn't hot enough to play, <laughs> to it's, play yeah, the role. It's just been sort of like, well, uh, I'm sorry, is she supposed to be fit? Because she's wearing that like <laughs> a man who's new to drag. What the fuck sort of review of that? Right. I mean, he did come back and say, I'm a 60-year-old gay man and I don't really spend my evenings comparing the hotness of young women. But but that's exactly what you fucking did. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do you, exactly. you want to do? You can't just sit there and go, yeah, but she's a minga. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. I don't judge people on their looks. Whoa. Don't put words in my fucking mouth. <laughs> and Barry Kogan is obviously the lead in this. Uh, he broke out in Banshees, which we covered mm. uh, about this time last year, actually. So go check that Again, out. Great movie. But he was also in Killing of a Sacred Deer. So as a project for these mm. two to come together, I think it's understandable why there was buzz. I don't necessarily know why it connected as well as it did. So it was out in the cinema for like a month, right? Right. And then it was immediately available on streaming services. And it was available right, on streaming okay. services over the Christmas break. So everyone... Okay. Everyone had time. Everyone had access to it. It's a real it. sit down with the family fistiff. Oh man, it's it's Christmas 101. Like I literally when my when my nephews and nieces <laughs> are sitting around, gathered around mm. opening the presents of like, you know, toys and presents mm. and my great nephew is just, you know, he's just ripped open his new Spider-Man. The one thing that I'm like, do you know what would make this more Christmassy? Mm. Barry, what how do I say his name, Rob? A uh, TikTok assures me it's Kogan and they've yeah. they've never once They've never once done me wrong. They're nothing but kind. Especially not this week. Nothing but kind. They're the kindest people I know, Ben. (laughs) They just want to help you learn. All right? (laughs) So, Barricade, the one thing that makes me think, the one thing that I think that would make this scenario more Christmassy is Barry Kyogen drinking cummy water out of a bathtub, tongue punching that fucking drain hole. That's the one thing where I'm like, ring the bells, where's the mistletoe? Someone pass me a mince pie. Right, so Christmas was a big part of it, obviously. Sure. I think also, weirdly, I think there's 50 years of women being sexualised in cinema. This 
is very much like a female gaze movie. All the nudity is male nudity. All the lust is... They're called lesbians, Rob. Right, okay. Whether Just trying to be, I'm trying to be PC, not. man. After this week on TikTok, I'm trying to make sure that we talk correct, all right? Right, okay. Female gaze, lesbians. No, I'm talking about the way the camera is angled towards the way that women would look and be a, things that would appeal to women, not... <laughs> oh. Okay, Wait. okay. I, s- but, I see but, where we've gone wrong here. I see where we've gone wrong. But speaking of speaking of the gays, sure. Cinematography in this film is incredible, right? Mind-blowing. Like utterly gorgeous. It's shot like it should be a fucking episode of Downton Abbey. You know what I mean? <laughs> like everything is gorgeous. Yeah. Well, you've got the graveyard scene, so in a way it is a period drama. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact about the uh, the grave scene. Right. I was watching Loki earlier. And mm. realised that the art director on Loki also mm. worked on the grave scene. What? So sorry the the scene with between Venetia and, or the scene where Barry Keoghan's dry humping a, a the earth. Oh, he's not dry humping, man. He is like balls deep. The marble bag is out when he's <laughs> when he's on that grave, mate. <laughs> there's there's no dry. There's no okay, dry so anywhere. But it was the same art director. Uh, yeah. His name is Richard Graves, also known as Di- Oh for God's Dick sake. Dick Graves. Get in the bin. Get in the bin. Get in the bin. So Saltburn's filmed in 4-3, right? Yeah. Which is a very square, sort of much older aspect ratio, designed specifically for portraiture. Yes. Um widescreen's really good at landscapes. It's really good at showing like scale. Mm-hmm. But what's good about this is you get 4-3, which is much more natural for an actor's performance, but also the height of the rooms, man. <laughs> Dude. Like the character of the house itself and Saltburn as a character in the narrative. Yeah. You need 4-3 to be able to see just how grand this place is. Yeah, it's And it's kind stunning. of like, it's stunning, but it also adds to this kind of sense of, you get to see the environment that it all happens in. You get to see the staff in the background all looking, but not doing mm. Like there's a scene where a mirror's broken and it's fixed without a word being said. Oh. Like when when the deaths happen yeah, yeah. and they go to breakfast, there's this weird thing of like everything is observed but nothing is done. Right, right. There's there's this flypaper in Saltburn. There's this flypaper hanging off the chandelier. There is when it's one of the establishing shots, and it's like it's indicating that this family do the right want to be seen to be doing the right thing without actually having to commit to following through. <laughs> Okay. Oh, we put the flypaper up. The flypaper's up, flies are dealt with. So yeah, but they're just hanging there dead. Ah, oh, it's fine. I kind of took that as like, you can be a, you can be as posh as you want, but you've still got the ugly, shitty little bits in between the cracks. It doesn't oh, matter how far up that scale yeah, okay, of that's like quite nice. monetary value you go. Like, it doesn't matter your wealth. There's still yeah. shitty bits in the crack. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of shitty bits and cracks, yeah. there's been sort of accusations of it being cheap shock material i know a lot a lot of people who are like who don't like this film are saying right it's just strings of scenes that are disturbing to watch or like gross right without actually any narrative meat behind it all right i'm all for everyone having their opinions and those opinions Mm -hmm. being completely correct for the person that holds it right and that's fine. If it's informed. Uh, if it's informed, yeah, yeah. If you've, if you've yeah, watched yeah. the film and gone, I don't like it because of X, Y, and Z, you are correct yeah, yeah. for you, and that's yeah. perfect. I've never once been in a position where I'm like, you're just objectively wrong. 
Do you, you, do you, you know what I mean? <laughs> to just go, oh, the shock value in this doesn't feed the story. It's like, are you fucking broken? Right. Of course. What? How? <laughs> how? How does the fucking bath scene, mate? Right, yeah. Consuming. Yeah, yeah. That's the main one. Yeah, this is the one that I... All right, I've seen a few complaints about this, and I get okay, it. Okay, so, so, so yeah, the argument would be it's just a guy sucking cummy bath water out of an antique drain of a bath. Sure. Why? What's the point? What's the narrative use? This guy, Oliver, has been fucking obsessed with Felix, right? He's obsessed with Felix. Mm. He wants to be He wants to be a part of Felix's world. He wants to be a part of the Cattons. He wants to be accepted, and he wants to be viewed as one of them. You know what I mean? Yes, like he does. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is the life that I feel like I'm entitled to. I'm working my fucking ass off for it. Mm. I'm, I want that inside of me, right? So the, the bathwater scene is almost like this weird ritualistic it is disgusting don't get me wrong like i'm not mm. here being sort of like yeah bold move brave move mate not like you in the breakdown do you know what i'm saying but like <laughs> <laughs> it is a disgusting thing but it's it's this ritualistic consuming of the felix like now there is catton mm. in me like it is it is have you ever seen planet terror no, no. Robert Rodriguez well, once movie. when i was right yeah, yeah. it's the it's the i know of it yeah. i know of it half it's, of Grindhouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. right you know, yeah, him yeah. and Tarantino did those movies. Well, in yeah, Planet yeah. Terror, um, there's a little kid who's playing with some toys. Mm. And it's this it's this real fucking creepy, creepy moment where he's sitting at the dining room table and the mom and dad are like, the the, the tension is horrendous. Like, mm. it's supposed to be horrendous. I'm quite used to it because of my childhood. I imagine you would be too, right? So like, yeah, 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 so yeah. the parental tension's there and this little kid's like playing with his toys and he just goes... Oh, this one dies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat your brain and gain your knowledge. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. it's that yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. it's that kind of aspect with the bath scene. Except for now, it's I'm gonna eat your cum and gain your <laughs> wallet. You know what I mean? It's that that old wives' tale. Red sky at night, drinking cum out of a bathwater. Yeah, it's a yeah, tale as old cool. as time. Tale as old as time. How does that not push Song the fucking story forward, though? How does that well, not no, so, build up all of his character right. to being this fucking little weirdo? Um, no, no. So I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I, I th I'm with you 100. percent I you. think it's Emerald Fennell has come out and said that there is a sort of quasi vampire, um, not necessarily a literal supernatural vampiric theme in this, but it's very much a. A sort of subtext where... I think it is a vampire. Well, maybe not a oh, vampire movie, but it's a vampire movie. You know what I mean? I've got a point later about how this is almost perfectly a vampire movie, but I feel like... Well, I'll make it now. The, the switch <laughs> in Oliver. The switch in Oliver from pretend prey to predator. Okay. You first see it when he starts flirting with the mum and starts trading information with her. Right. That is the immediate scene after he consumes Felix's bathwater. Oh, out in the garden, him and him and Elspeth. Out in the garden. When he shows up early, right? Yeah, yeah. Got you, got you, And got he you. starts turning the mother against Patricia, her mate who's been staying with yeah. him. Yeah. Right? It's the first time you see him have some agency as a predator rather than a pretend prey. Because he spent all this time working his way into the family mm. as like a victim. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a line in Gladiate where he, uh, one of the senators is talking about this eel that plays dead and lets its enemies take bites out of it. Right. And it keeps still whilst all of its enemies take bites. Mm -hmm. That's Oliver in the first half of this movie. He's just lying there pretending to be completely powerless as they draw him in because they feel safe with him. And then the very first scene we see him have some agency and start to manipulate openly okay. is immediately after that scene where he's sort of taken the sexual power that Felix has over him, consumed it literally. And then the vampire thing, I see him as a power vampire. 
right? And with each person, okay. he he takes how they define power. So with the with the mother, it's information. She loves gossip. Okay, and so he's constantly trading gossip that isn't even real or his viewpoint. Right. With Venetia, it's sex. She values sex. Sure. And so he trades sex with her. With uh, Oliver, it's like youth and and life and that kind of thing of like his freedom and his ability and his he plays his victim card, all this sort of stuff. With the dad, it's just straight up money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he gets paid off but I, to leave the house. He gets paid off. Right. It's the thing yeah. that they value. Yeah. And eventually what he does is he sort of, he sort of, I don't know, with the Venetia especially, you know, she kills herself after he rejects her sexually at the end of the film. Um, Right. Because she, she turns to him and goes, you're a, you know, you're a moth, you're a disgusting insect. Right. He leans in for the kiss. She surrenders to him and then he stops and goes, nah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's that rejection, right? Yeah. I I don't see him as like a blood vampire. I see him as go, what's important to you? I'm going to take it from you and use it against you. I mean, you can see him as a blood vampire because he fucking like, he, Ozzy kisses Venetia when she's, when she's on a period and then starts fucking finger in her mouth with like, yeah, period blood covered hand, which is, you know, yeah, I ain't going to kink shame anyone. But if you're going to whinge about the bathtub scene... I'm, okay, look, it's, I'm not saying it's a kink, but I'm saying... Right, I'm saying it happens. Do you know what I mean? Sure, you, you, like 100%. You don't always but, know. The lights are off. You go to the bathroom, you're like, that looks like the National Geographic. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I'd like, <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know how to respond to that. Well, I've got ginger beer. Oh, no way. Mm. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. The vampire scene is a harder watch for me. I'm incredibly squeamish around blood. Like, I cannot... I, for right, the amount okay. of horror movies that I watch, I know that it's a movie, and yeah. I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Real yeah, life, yeah. like, anything that's tentatively real life, I'm like, oh, my dear God, no! <laughs> I, I, do, I don't know what it is, man. It's just my brain just switches to, this is not a film, panic, panic! <laughs> and then that's what it is. <laughs> so, like, yeah. that scene, struggled. Struggled a lot. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was I was T Rex armed the entire way through. I was like, I had to watch it, but at the same time, I mm-hmm. was like, oh god, oh god, yeah, yeah. Again, audio platform. I apologize. I clicked onto mm. it halfway through, and it was because I saw your face. Apologies. Mm. You know what I mean? All good. Yeah. All good. Cool. 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 So the uh, the fucking vampire scene is intense as shit. I'm gonna have to disagree slightly. Right. Okay. I do. I I agree with your points because they're fucking they're phenomenal and it mm. makes perfect sense. Do, 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 do. Phenomenal. I see. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you have a go at me for derailing all the time. You can't turn the fucking <laughs> muppets in. All right, right. I see it as Oliver's plan doesn't mm. really take shape until he's at Saltburn. Right, right. And I think what he does is he's obsessed with Felix to a point of where he's like, I mm. want that. I've worked my dick yeah. off to get to where I am now. I'm, I'm at Oxford on a scholarship, mm. but I'm with all these yeah. posh toffs that have just fucking bought their way in or doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm entitled to the same fucking life that they're having. Like, I'm entitled mm-hmm. to that shit. And he has this thing. He's obsessed with Felix. He wants to be Felix. He wants... He, he sees himself as like, if I'm in with Felix, the cool, popular kid, I'm in with Oxford. Yeah, I'm yeah. accepted into the upper ranks. You know what I mean? It's not true at all. He gets shunned by everyone else and he'll he'll take it on the chin because he can, you know, fucking pull on Felix's heartstrings with the the trauma tourism. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my daddy died. Uh, 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 uh." (laughs) You can do all of that for Felix and he eats up to shit. But then you've got 
when he gets to Saltburn, I think his plan shifts and he's like, okay, so I, there's a way in here with Venetia. I think I could marry into this family mm. through Venetia. Okay. Because there's no fucking way that he would risk fucking Venetia mm. if he knew that Felix was going to react the way that he did. There was no Maybe. way that he would risk that relationship with Felix for his sister. I think he, did, he the, that plan forms after getting to salt burn right i don't think he starts with a plan either i think he when he first sees felix mm-hmm. from his room you know he's arrived he's been mocked because he's wearing his sort of like oxford best and everyone else is rich as fuck so they just wear casual clothes because they have nothing to prove and he suddenly feels stupid and lonely and he looks out of his window and there's felix who's tall as fuck attractive as fuck surrounded by mates mm. And the first line of this film, you know, I, I didn't love Felix. I, you know, I wasn't in love. With, I wasn't in love with him, but I loved him. Mm. I think it's that sort of thing. If he sees him and he goes, "Everything that that man is, yeah. I want yeah. to be." Right, hundred percent. He doesn't have a clue how to be that, so he just starts by being near that. If I can just be near him, yeah, maybe I can get some reflected glory. It'll rub off on it's me. That sort of ob- right. It's that obsessive desire and love for Felix. A what love for what Felix is. And desire to be that, and yeah. then I think he's always just planning the next step. That's his next thing. I th- I, the Venetia I'm not sure thing. That he's planning I, I, his next step. I'm not sure that he does it. Well, it's op- as in it's opportunistic. Oh, he sees an opportunity. He goes, "I can you. do this." I don't think he's planning any further ahead than that. It's not like he put the pin in the bicycle and was like, "I'm going to take your house." I'm going to. I'm going to munch your cum <laughs> as he's popping a bike tire. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The Venetia thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where Ollie gets interesting for me because he changes up his entire fucking persona mm. to match what Venetia needs, right? Venetia, yeah. Venetia's from a family that's very cold and very sort of like gossipy mm-hmm. and like, oh, she, she's, she's using sex like a currency and her eating disorder. Oh gosh, you can't keep anything down. Uh, there's no love. There's no care. There's no concern no, no, there no. whatsoever. It's like it's a fucking talk piece for Elspeth. So mm-hmm. Ollie will change up his entire thing to become this assertive. You're going to sit down at that breakfast table you're going to eat yeah, your yeah. fucking food and you're going to keep it mm-hmm. down. You're going to sit there. Do you understand me? And it's like, yeah, yeah. he does that to her. Hot as fuck. Oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It was great. He does that for to Venetia because that's how, mm-hmm. that's what she's going to respond to. He does the trauma tourism yeah, yeah. with Felix because that's what he's going to respond to. Well, that that's my thing. Yeah. That's my thing. That with the dad, it's the money. Yeah, and it's the, oh, you've got these lovely bits of pottery. Yeah, with yeah. the mum, it's the information. I don't think it's a power thing. I think it's a leech thing. I think it's to get under the skin, like to wear him like a fucking skin suit type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. We agree. I think we just. Well, this we, is fucking silly. This is weird. I don't. I'm not yeah. used to us being on this, this, this much of the same page, man. I like. I'm trying. I'm not trying yeah. to disagree with you, but I'm. I'm. Yeah. All right. Well, fucking great. So we both agree. This film's mint. What do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've got. I've got one question for you. Okay. I could have asked you before, but I wanted to do it on the show. In Saltburn, mm. is Oliver Quick a psychopath? Or is he just sort of a weird, lost, obsessive, compulsive, liar, weird little munchkin? <laughs> I mean, both. Yeah. Both. Okay. I think I think to be one, you have to be the other. Look, there's there's murder there, right? There is murder so, on the dance floor. Right, exactly. Mm. So I I feel like the, the psychopathy is a, is a potential thing. Sure. The only thing he really responds to is uh, attacks on his ego or his pride. Which kind of leads into the mm-hmm. psychopathy thing. There's not empathy there, and psychopathy being a, a lack of empathy. Fair enough. Sure. 
I think there's two interesting spins. One, I think it's less interesting if he is a psychopath because it's then just a horror movie about a psychopath, Ooh, right? That's a good shout. I think it's more interesting if it's a conversation about the pressures that we put on the middle class mm. and how much we revere the upper classes and their life and materialism, okay. that it's driven a non-psychopath to do this in pursuit of it. But there's also, given how conveniently everyone dies and he then gets everything, yeah. it is mad convenient. Yeah, it's crazy convenient. And we know that our protagonist and somewhat unreliable narrator is a fantasist. There's bits of me that go... Did anything after the birthday party actually happen? See, or is it just what Ollie wants to have happen? Did Ollie just get kicked out of Saltburn and go? And this is yeah. a, it's just him in the shower thinking about all the shit that he could have done and where he could have ended up. This is my thing, Dude. right? And so I get the the exact fucking same <laughs> right. thought, and I hate and love <laughs> that you've just done this because honestly. This entire question was baited so that I could hit you with a fucking shower thought at the end. So A, great point, buddy. And B, fuck yourself. Well, look, there's a there, at the birthday party, which is this Midsummer Night's Dream themed birthday party. Sure. There's this real moment where I was kind of struck by the Wicker Man sacrificial vibe of it yeah. all. So he's got his little horns on mm-hmm. and there's a shot of them roasting an animal. and He's dressed as an animal. Mm-hmm. And then all these ultra-rich aristocrats are just gathered on the staircase singing this incredibly dispassionate happy birthday. Yeah, it's mad to someone none of them know. It's like a... None of them really get his name right in the song. It's like, happy birthday, dear. The the room falls silent and one lad goes, fuck, I can't remember his name. I can't do a posh accent. Rob, you say it. Fuck, I can't remember his name. Smashed it. Perfect. but it, it, it it's like it's it's Ollie's dream summer. Mm-hmm. They get to give him that, and in exchange, they get to feel like good people. Yeah, right? they're doing a charity. It's a bit Wicker Manny. It's right. It's a charitable vibe, yeah. and it's a bit Wicker Man. Like here's your maiden and your feast. Now get in the Wicker Man. Right. This it's got that kind of weird mythology. There's obviously the Minotaur. I did a bit of research. I know you did too. Yeah, I'm a little bit obsessed with the the uh, symbolism of the balls and shit. Right, so in Saltburn, what did you think the meaning of the little horns on his head at the birthday party was? Because right. I guarantee you, you're wrong. I'm, are we doing this the proper way? Are we doing this in a way to bait TikTok? Oh, do you want to bait TikTok? Let's do it the proper right, way right, proper first. Way, proper way, proper way. And then let's bait TikTok Fine. afterwards. So for the benefit of the listeners, they get the actual information. Okay. And then later, if they follow us on socials, they can see us crash and burn in front of millions of people. <laughs> <laughs> Not to spoil Comment Corner this week. Sorry foreshadow yeah, yeah don't spoil it mate just foreshadow it and then yeah. everyone's fine with you yeah including the editor of men's health just putting that one out there save it <laughs> so the fucking the ball thing right mm. ollie's a little bit of a voyeur always looking he in is. always peeping always watching always lurking mm. looking at felix oh oh i want to be that yep that's where i want to be yeah voyeurism's a huge theme in this yeah, film. crazy it's insane but there's there's also there's bits in this where when Ollie's like being pushed back or his plan's not mm-hmm. working to the way that he he'd like it to and he's not he's not getting the result that he desires so much like there's a bit where he pisses off Felix by cleaning up his room mm-hmm. and Felix snaps at him and he's like just get the fuck out you know I'm gonna do my revision yeah yeah and Ollie's like oh fuck uh, uh, uh see what the comes to see him at the pub later right and he's like yeah maybe I'll text you doesn't text him 
Ollie goes to the Pope. Ollie just turns up. Right, yeah. turns up at the pub and he's in the little porch bit and there's a window where he can look through the window and he can see Felix and fucking Farley and his mm-hmm. friends like just there. And as he's looking through this window, he's outside looking in on the life that he wants to be a part of. There's a bull mm-hmm. in, a, in a frame. Yeah, it's like a little, a little poster. A little yeah, poster yeah, of a yeah. bull thing. And he's like, he debates whether they're going in. And the pub's called the bull. No, 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 no. The pub. The bull pub is on his way back when he's having a freak out. Right, when he's like, okay, fuck, it's right, gone. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I had my chance. It's gone. He's freaking mm-hmm. out. He's debating whether to go back or not. And then there's a pub called the bull. And then obviously Felix's death under the Minotaur, which is like a, yeah. a, a big thing. So the the main, the little bit of symbolism research, because the symbolism in this film is insane. And if we're going to talk about it, it it's is, an entire yeah. another fucking episode to just That's go another in. hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way of doing it. So the the half human half bull thing it's a it's a common symbol in like the half man half beast mm-hmm. not fully human mm-hmm. not fully beast yeah, yeah. and it's it's the fact that you you're not bombarded with bulls everywhere you it's not it's not telling you that this person is the beast that Oliver turns into yeah yeah it's hinting at like a possible path that could be and taken it's subtle as well it's so fucking yeah, yeah. subtle but I'm telling you man it's beautiful the way it that it's fucking so, done. Holy shit, buddy. So what I loved about the symbolism in Saltburn is the subtlety is fantastic, mm. but the references they give. So Midsummer Night's Dream, mm-hmm. uh, Theseus is a character in that. Theseus fought the Minotaur in Greek mm-hmm. myth. The Minotaur was um, put in the labyrinth as a punishment for being hideous, right? They were kind of a, a half man, half beast thing, half God, half mortal. Um, but the little horns, the little horns that he wears at the party in Saltburn, yeah. uh, based on Shakespearean um, sort of iconography, whether they're called cuckold horns. Okay. And it's the whole thing of him being cuckolded out of this life. He's not oh. part of it. He's not engaged in it. He just gets to watch yeah. it. So Farley, who's dressed as Bottom from Midsummer Night's Dream, because he's uh, a donkey, yeah. which is what one of the characters in Midsummer Night's Dream gets turned into. And he's also the Bottom in the scene between... There we go, right? Ollie and Farley. Nice. <laughs> it's super, super yeah. tight. I imagine like Farley is. I don't know. So they... I don't know. I don't know what a race car <laughs> does to an arsehole. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Farley spells it out for him. You know, this isn't your life. You don't get to do this. Mm. You get to just watch and wank over it for the rest of your life. He's literally calling him like a social cuckold. Yeah. And he's got the little horns. And I, f- I see that party being... Ollie deciding that if he's going to be a horned creature, he's going to be a fucking monster mm. and becoming the Minotaur rather than the cuckold. Yeah, buddy. Should we do that again for TikTok? Do you want to do a little TikTok, bait? I think we should call it TikTok Boom. Right. TikTok we're Boom. Just going to deli- <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to try and deliberately trigger TikTok because it seems to work. We've got 2.6 million people who are like, you're pricks. So let's do that again, shall right, we? I, have you got any ideas? I've got one idea. I've got, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I've, I've, um, I've got one. Oh, okay. Hit me. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best. Like, pretend. Yeah, yeah. Let's do. Engaged. Let's do like. We're gonna play it totally let's straight. Do over right? the top morning radio show hosts. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Play it straight. Play it straight. You ready? Play it totally straight. All right. I'm in. <clears throat> Acting. In Saltburn, did you notice all mm. of the ball symbolism? Little bits, like there's the Minotaur at the end. The Minotaur, yeah, where Felix dies. But before that, you've got when Oliver Quick, played by Barry Keegan, is in... I know Barry, Barry Keegan. Keegan. He's Irish. He is Irish. 
Did you know he was he Irish? Is. I didn't know he was Irish. He's, oh, he's okay. Irish. I could tell by his penis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we know that's it. Then we got we got we got to carry there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's perfect. TikTok will eat that up. Yeah, we'll see. Much like much like cummy bathwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to play a game? I think we're running a little low on time. So how about right? We instead of doing the game in the episode, we do the game as the YouTube extra. Right. So if you, that's a, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm into that. Awesome. I'm into awesome. that. Yeah. Everyone that's listening, head over to YouTube to go check out the game. What is the game this week? It's who said it? The Cattens. Or Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yes, buddy. And it's incredibly hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing for that. I'm buzzing for that. Just do that on YouTube, and because we're comment corners a beast this week. Yeah, it's, it's uh, oh mate, we can just flick through this for a fucking. This is another hour. You know what I mean? We'll have yeah, to keep it. it we'll is, keep it, it short. It literally is. Before we get to comment corner, shall we? Shall we quickly rate Saltburn? I'm gonna give this a fat ten, just because Ooh. there's so much here that you can digest in whatever way that you want. Like you said earlier, right? Mm-hmm. It's less interesting if this is just played out like as a psychopath, because then it's just a horror movie. Yeah. But if you're in the mood yeah. for a horror movie, it's a fucking good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You can view it that way and you're you're not totally incorrect. No. Which is a fucking great thing. But if you don't want to view it that way and you want to view it as a complex fucking like to and and fro in of morality, mm-hmm. incredible yeah. incredible film. It's got it's yeah. It's fucking two or three movies wrapped up in one sort of nice little neat package. And every time you watch it, there's mm-hmm. something new, there's something different, there's tons of little Yep. Uh, tons of little bits that you missed the first time through. Incredible, fat ten. It's not gonna, yeah. It's not gonna change your life, but it's it's really fucking good. Yeah, it's don't go in with massive expectations and have a wonderful time. Yeah, yeah. I for me, there's a Nine Inch Nails song, uh, which is I I annoys me because it's the one that everyone knows. And as a massive Nine Inch Nails fan, I'm like, is it bite the hand that, bite like the hand that, that feeds by any chance? No, it's closer. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's way, far, way more popular. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if anything, I'm slightly impressed you know the hand that feeds. Brood. I know Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, I know you do, but it's not that everyone's first pick. But okay. Closer is a great anti-love song. It comes across like a love song, but it's not. It's about obsession and needing somebody more than you want them. Yeah. You know, sort of making somebody the everything, that the only thing that can fix right. you. And and this film is is a kind of riff on that narrative. It's obsession and love. Mm-hmm. And he's not in love with Felix. He says a number of times. And I I, yeah. I feel like it's important that on that one line alone, we believe him because it's not romantic. It's a lust to have what he has and to be what he is. Mm. I don't think, some people say Saltburn is a, primarily about eating the rich. And I don't think it is primarily an eat the rich narrative. It's about studying the rich and being useful to the rich and reeling the rich in to becoming them and taking ownership of their home and then their very lives. It's not that Oliver hates the rich. It's that he hates he's not them. Yeah. He loves the idea of being them so much. It's not an anti-rich film. I think... Because if it was, their their whole exclusive attitude turns out to be right. If they'd been more exclusive and snobbish, yeah. they'd still be fucking alive. <laughs> Yeah, it's either it's either not an eat the rich film or it's a warning to wealthy people to be more be more cunty. Like. It's the most conservative <laughs> film ever made. If it's an eat the rich narrative, that's incredible. Boris Johnson sat there going, "Oh, I fucking agree." Oh, it's just I not. Need an, I need right. another gate. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a fat ten Sick. and just. 
Uh, we've got to do Comment Corner because whilst we've been recording this episode, I've got three no- more notifications calling me. Oh, account. shit. So, yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, this is fun. And the freeze frame of the... F- so basically, for the listeners that aren't on our social media, thanks. <laughs> for those that are, um, you might know that we had on every platform about two and a half million views for a little clip yeah. where I discuss the helicarrier scene with Ben and I use some very wrong words to discuss the foreshadowing of the upcoming films. I also say that Civil War was in phase two rather than phase three. The freeze frame that my phone chooses to send me every time we get a comment does me so dirty. So for most of this week, my phone's just been bullying me with a hideous freeze frame of my face, (laughs) right? Which then pops up, and I've taken screen. I've taken a few screenshots of why? some of my. I've not taken any just... fucking screenshots. Do you know why? Why? There is four comments on this entire fucking video that have just been said a thousand times, left, right, and centre. This isn't just yeah. on Insta either. This is Insta, TikTok, and YouTube. It's just mm. it is a relentless fucking. Honestly, mate, I feel like we need to apologise for the fucking the sheer pandemic of nose chafing that we must have caused the TikTok community (laughs) this week. The sheer speed that these fucking Marvel nerds have whipped their glasses up their nose, be like, excuse me, and just fucking chafed the nose skin to a point where you can nearly see cartilage. (laughs) So we're going to apologize for the pandemic of nose chafe Mm -hmm. that seems to be sweeping the world right now. Yeah, Apologies on that. Our bad. Uh, My bad for using the word spoilers instead of foreshadowing. I thought realistically that saying the word spoiler Mm -hmm. would get more attention because people are more likely to know what a spoiler is than me going, do you know foreshadowing? And people going, oh, this sounds too literary already turning Yeah, but... That's called foreshadowing, my dude. That was sent in by uh, Tiff Rain. Mm. Uh, spoiler, X, good writing, tick. That was British. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have those headphones. Good, f- uh, Cheney, stick it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, man. Yeah. Good headphones. <laughs> Civil War is phase three. Oh, yeah. Civil War was phase three, but fo- solid foreshadowing. Mm. Civil War equals phase three. Is Civil War not phase three? Mm. Civil War is phase three. Why are there so many podcasts? There were a couple that were like... <laughs> Wait, that? Why are there so many podcasts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good shout, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when anyone can have a podcast. Yeah. True, true. Just in, This just true. in. Two men on a podcast learn what writing yeah, is. Yeah, buddy. Um, it's all been pictures to this point. <laughs> I can't find... I can't find... Civil War is phase three. It's not spoiling, it's foreshadowing. Civil War is phase three. Do you mean foreshadowing? It's foreshadowing. <laughs> I can't find the really nasty ones. I did screenshot oh, mate, them, but I, so I might. Have... I've got. I I decided to have, to try and have a little bit of fun with someone. I'll give you like a little to and fro. Oh my god, it was great. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah. yeah. Not only are you missing exactly the one... half of phase two, but Civil Wars phase three. I put. Oh mate, thank God you got here just in time to let us know before the other two hundred and fifty comments that have already said the exact fucking same thing did. Mm-hmm. Love ya. And then it goes back and forth into this whole, oh my God, Chad, he's so butthurt. Oh, maybe just take the video down if you can't handle the comments. I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think the irony is lost here, buddy. <laughs> I I comment, I put pinned a comment and I said, mm. look, we fucked up. I goofed. I'm aware. Maybe uh, just pop in this here. And I pinned the comment mm-hmm. and somebody went, you pinned a comment like an absolute loser. <laughs> oh yeah. Weak. You pinned your own comment. Weak. 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 <laughs> Yeah, oh. yeah. And then one guy was like, 
don't be a wang and get it right in the first place. <laughs> you then you then were like, why did, uh, we'll try to be more like you and never make a mistake ever. Why didn't you speak up earlier, you goof? Would have saved us some time. I just stumbled upon your trash or I would have. <laughs> Considering you are nothing special and clearly are shit, you can stay in the trash. Dude, I fucking love it so much, man. Do you know what my favourite thing yeah. about all of this is, right? If you're <sighs> listening to this right now, obviously, we're, we're playing it up, right? It's been so much fucking fun to get these shitty comments left, right, and It's been so much fucking fun. Uh-huh. If you're listening to this right now, can you just go and leave <laughs> us, like, a fucking brutal review? Just, you know, just... just Not a review. Not yes, a, review. a review. If you're going to review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts... Yeah. They can be they nice. They can be. They stay but forever. But just give us like one or two of just sort of like these fucking two juicy cunts sitting and chatting shit with a weird fucking underbite and overbite. Five stars. You know what I mean? As <laughs> long <laughs> as it's five just stars. Right? Five star reviews that yeah, are yeah, fucking yeah. brutal. And if we can get a couple yeah. of them by next week, we'll read them out. It will mm. be fucking hilarious. Just in time for Oscar season. Yeah. Come on. That's going to be fun as fuck. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Because I've just had a week of uh, my phone buzzing Mm-mm. literally once every 10 minutes with someone calling me a cunt. And I'm really up for more. Thanks for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Ben. Honestly, too much fun. <laughs> that was Comment Corner. If you want to be a part of next week's Comment Corner. Go and comment. <laughs> Civil War is phase three. On TikTok, or Instagram. Bro just discovered what foreshadowing is. Also on or, YouTube. Comment them wherever. Yeah, or maybe just on one of the clips we put up this week. Just take something. screenshots of other people's comments and then just post the screenshot. <laughs> let's see if we can get a chain going throughout those of like <laughs> Let's let's should we play a nice game over on YouTube? Yeah, I think there? we should, man. Let's uh let's go I have need, some fun. Yeah, I need to I need to I need to unwind. Let's do it. Thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure as always. We fucking love each and every one of you from the bottom of our hearts. We really thank do. you so much recently for the support. Honestly, this 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 Fuck fucking off. video what? going <laughs> mental. I know a lot of them have been shitty comments, but there is like a yeah, yeah. hundred thousand people on the one on the one platform, seventy thousand people on another platform, all liking it, all sharing it, all saving it, all doing mm-hmm. what you do best, and it's fucking beautiful. Thank you. We are very nearly at eight thousand followers on Instagram and TikTok, uh, and t- and yeah. TikTok. So if you know anybody who you think might like us, share, share our account. Our and maybe stuff. we can get to eight thousand. Tell them about us month. with That'd your nice. big, powerful, huge mouths, huge mouths. Uh, while I tell you to do what society always tells you to do, Ben is going to wrap up the thoughts and themes of this week's film into a little motivational speech to thank you for spending an hour of your week with us, especially at the start I of the week. I don't think I am, mate. So, Ben, I know you. you've definitely prepared I this. I think you're um, going to take the I'm words right out of everyone. my mouth, and I'm just going to tell everyone to do a Barry Keegan. Consume. And consume. Here we go. <laughs> this just, you could just play this over the bathtub scene if you want, mate. Just consume. Go on, carry on. Consume. Nice. Yeah, the bath will work. Yeah, take it in, take it in. Tongue punch that drain hole. Consume it. It's an audio platform. Consume it. Tongue punch the bathtub, buddy. Consume (laughs) is the message, probably.
Oh my god, Chad is so butthurt. Oh, man. I just stumbled Chad is so butthurt. Considering you are nothing special, we clearly are shit. Stay in the trash. 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 Stay in the trash